Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast, the most trusted name in local news. And my name is Alex, and well, I would say this is Rob, but Rob is not here with us this week. Um, as you know, I hope most of you know that Rob did uh, let people know on Facebook that not only is he very busy uh, organising and just getting ready for everything to do with his wedding, which is coming up this weekend, I'm recording on October the 4th for the fastidious amongst you and he is getting married on the 14th of October but very sadly very sadly indeed Rob's father also passed away recently and as you can imagine he's just got a lot going on and I know that lots of people have been sending their uh, thoughts and uh, you know just good wishes to him really over this really difficult time and and I talked to Rob about this and we we said that for the time being I would just release some some mini episodes. I'm not really sure how long they'll be, just to keep things ticking over, just to keep our listeners with their uh, regular dose of local anaesthetic. And this means that for the first time ever in five and a half years, Rob will now be a listener to this podcast. And uh, hopefully in some small, tiny way, mate, this uh, gives you a bit of solace in this difficult time and just gives you that pick-me-up. You need a bit of local anaesthetic if you wish. But yeah, Rob, we are thinking of you and everybody listening to this podcast is thinking of you. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, let's get on with this. This is a podcast all about local news. You all know that already. Funny, weird, bizarre, sinister, strange local news. And this is episode 222 at the moment. Two, two, two. Don't know if that's significant. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe we'll find out as we go on this journey together. So I'm going to get on with it. I don't really have any news because I just want to get on with the news, the local news. And uh, well, there's so much around at the moment. I don't really know where to start. But I'm going to start here with a story from Tom Bull, a journalist from the News Shopper from the 23rd of December. Now, we've had lots of stories like this before. Um, many stories like this before. Uh, so this is going to continue in a similar vein and people already know what kind of story it's going to be as soon as I read the headline. But here we go. Is this Guardian the Bromley Batman? Woman claims real-life superhero saved her from mugging in Bexley Heath. There have been lots of stories about this over the years. I have no idea of the veracity of them, but I will tell you the story. A superhero has swung into action in Bexley Heath again to save another woman from a mugger. Sandy Glover was making her way home at about 11pm after a night out with friends when she was attacked. She said... I was on my way to the car, which I had parked near the doctor's on Albion Road, not relevant, and was confronted by a man about six foot three or taller with a green hoodie on and his hood up, and he said, give me a fucking bag or I'll fucking cut you. He moved in close about a centimetre from my face and with a stale beer breath said, give me your fucking bag. I like, given the trauma that she's experienced, I like the, the, the rich description there of the stale beer breath. The 41-year-old began to run and shouted for help. She said, after four seconds of running, I couldn't hear the man behind me, and I decided to look back over my shoulder and saw a man dressed in all black standing over the man who had tried to steal my bag. Sandy from Abbey Wood was still panicked and began to run again. I would run in that situation. However, her hero caught up with her and, according to Sandy, told her it was okay. She said, for some reason, I felt at ease with his friendly voice. He said his name was Guardian. Not The Guardian, I think that's copyrighted by the paper. I laughed when I asked if it was his real name. He said he was only The Guardian for people who need him. I don't know what he means by that. I can't believe this sort of thing is actually real and happening because it's like a movie. That's her saying that, not me. 
This is not the first time new shoppers had had a report of a mystery hero saving the day. Back in July, a woman told us she had been saved by a masked vigilante in Bexley Heath who also referred to himself as the mysterious guardian. So we have to conclude it's the same person. A month before that, a couple in Croydon told of how they were saved after a romantic night out. Previously, there were numerous reports of a crime fighter dubbed the Bromley Batman coming to the aid of people in distress. And I should say that those stories were always ridiculous. I, I understand where the idea of Bromley Batman comes from, but he was never dressed like Batman. He was just a bloke wearing black, as I remember it. He didn't have a cape and wings and, and that weird... Well, no, sorry, Batman didn't have wings except that cape, but, you know, the, the bat hat and the, the utility belt. Not, not to my knowledge, anyway. Sandy said, I hope he gets a medal. We need more people like him. It's not every day a real superhero shows up to save the day. He said the man was about six foot and dressed in black. She said that already. Um, and obviously they're asking for any witnesses. I don't know. My feelings about this are, whichever way you square it, this man is a criminal. Um, he's a vigilante. The police are there to do their job. He shouldn't be getting involved. Comments. Spammer says, uh, yeah, here we go again. Best Baz says, Tom, this is to the journalist, Tom Bull. Whatever those tablets you're taking, stop it. These submissions are just a hallucination. I, I tend to agree with you, Best Baz. I do wonder if Tom Bull is having some kind of mental breakdown and is imagining these stories coming into his desk or or he's going through a real dry patch and he's just making up stories. I've often wondered if some of these local journalists actually just make up stories to please their tyrannical, as I understand it, uh, editor Andy Parks, who I, as I understand it, rules with uh, an iron fist over NewsQuest the uh, group of papers that he is the group editor of, I believe. Um, Chippo Joe always can be always be relied upon for a good comment. Says, Sandy, were you on them Benny Hills again? Which I think is Cockney rhyming slang for pills, I assume. Not sure. And uh, Puritsani says, okay, here we go again. Probably fucked or drugged up, so no surprise here. Hang on, if she had been, hang on, if she had been for a night out, maybe she's drunk. So what about going, so what about going to drive home? Naughty, naughty. I think that's a reference to the illegality of drink driving there. Um, another quick story. This is uh, from a new shopper again by Will Not from the 20th of September. This one just caught my eye. Well, it's just farcical. Headline. Burglars use moped to smash their way into small world children's clothing in Farnborough High Street. So yes, this is a children's clothing shop called Small World. There's something about, there's something about the name Small World that sounds slightly sinister to me. But uh, burglars used a moped to smash down the door of a children's clothing shop in Farnborough. Small World Children's Clothing in Farnborough High Street was broken into at 3.14am on September the 13th. Very specific. 3.14am. Not quarter past three, 3.14. CCTV footage shows two people trying to kick in the door to the shop. They're unable to get in until a third person drove a moped into the door, knocking it down. The burglars then packed bags with designer children's clothing before fleeing on the moped. And the reason I'm reading out this story, I thought, as crimes go, this is low. And it's also like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do like one of these big heists where you drive a moped through the window, make it something big like jewellery or a bank robbery or something, not children's clothing. I mean, come on. A shop owner who did not want to be named said, We're all gutted and heartbroken. You just think, is it worth carrying on if they're gonna come back and do it again? You feel so down. I don't think it's worth calling the Samaritans over this. I understand you're down, but you've got to pick yourself up, mate. You know, you've got a children's clothes shop to run. People rely on small world. You can't be uh, getting all depressed. When we heard the news, we were just devastated. We got here as soon as we could. You can tell from the footage that these people don't care. Well, obviously they don't care. I mean, 
be pretty weird if they uh, if they if they <laughs> they ran through the shop and then you could obviously see one of them feeling a sense of uh, remorse about the whole thing, maybe returning some of the clothes to Small World or just looking agonised over their obviously immoral choice in life. Uh, no, they didn't care, mate. They don't care. They don't care about Small World. And I'll be honest, I don't care either, but um, I'm reading out the story regardless. When we heard the news, we were just devastated. We got here as soon as we could. Oh, I said that already. We can't trade at the moment. If there are any problems with the insurance, we'll have to shut down. The police said they had a few leads, so hopefully they'll find them. The shop owner estimated that between £3,000 and £4,000 of goods were taken from the shop. Police told owner they had found boot prints. So there you go, they've got a lead. Uh, hopefully they'll catch the culprit. Um, comments. Uh, Callie 100 says, it's not a moped. The Wall says, moped is the new media word now nowadays, much like staffs were blamed in the media for anything. Don't remember that. I think it means staffies, not staffs. <laughs> I don't think there was a... Uh, uh, a spate of sort of wizards um, burgling places with, uh, you know, um, magical staffs. Not that I remember. Um, uh, now, nowadays, if it has two wheels and, in, and involves in, and it's involved in a crime, it's a moped. Um, Billy501 says, there's one group of three scumbags on scooters around the Orpington area. One of the peds has foreign EU number plate, I think starts with CY or CZ. Saw them... Tubbenden Lane a few weeks ago, giving it large to pedestrians and gesticulating at schoolgirls in what to me looked like a sexually suggestive way. If I ever see this particular mob around again, I'm going to take the law into my own hands and simply kick them off their bikes and give them a good hiding. Complete scum. Uh, so that's the uh, compassionate Billy 501. Okay, another story by Will Not, who seems to have been given these uh, kind of stories. I'm sorry, I'm already laughing from the picture <laughs> here. 3rd of October, Bromley police officers get stuck in lifts at flats in Homesdale Road. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what was that? What do they always uh, describe it as? The uh, Keystone Cops, yeah. The police are a tough bunch who do a dangerous job, but that doesn't mean they don't make embarrassing cock-ups every now and again like the rest of us. Last Sunday, October the 1st, around 6pm, Bromley police were called to reports of a disturbance in a flat in Homesdale Road, Bromley. The address was on the fifth floor of the block of flats. The officers had a decision to make. They could either walk up the stairs or they could take the lift. Five of the officers took the lift. Once they were inside and on their way to the flat, I think you can guess what happened, the lift promptly broke down. And there is a picture of uh, the lift, which has got this kind of glass sort of panel and you can sort of see these rather distressed hands placed up against it um yeah the rescuers were suddenly in need of rescuing oh <laughs> the irony the london fire brigade was called in to help release the trapped law enforcers as the officers waited to be freed an elderly resident noticed there were people stuck in the lift she did not however realize who the stricken lift users were it'd be great if she just walked off the woman told the officers not to panic as there were lots of police cars on the street outside how brilliant is that don't worry the police are here oh no we are the police she told them we she would go and find an officer to help oh this sounds like a scene from a sitcom, doesn't it? Well, one of those sort of fairly banal sitcoms that are often on BBC One, sort of Thursday nights at 8.30. The fire brigade turned up and released the officers. Luckily, the police who used stairs visited the flat to deal with the emergency and it turned out to be a false alarm. The incident was quickly named Liftgate in the police station. What a... <laughs> what banterous lads those are. I don't know if banter is a, banterous is a word, by the way. Liftgate would have remained a police in-joke, but PC Matt Lockie decided to tweet about it. Rob and I have been discussing recently how the police seem to be tweeting not only about confidential information, about sort of uh, things they find amusing about people they've arrested, but now they're also tweeting about themselves. But it's good they can see the funny side. 
so yeah, that is uh, that story. Whew. I need a bit of a break. Going to take a short break. I will be back in a second. Okay, I am back from that little break. Um, I must say, it's strange doing this without Rob. I don't have anybody to uh, feign laughter at my jokes. I don't have anybody to interrupt or just to be generally unkind to. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's a void on the other side of the... Uh, the local anaesthetic studio desk here, I'll be honest. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll soldier on regardless. I have another story here um, from the 27th of September by Will Not again. Will Not. Interesting name. Will Not. Not Will. I don't... Yeah, odd, odd name. Um, this is a great story. Um, you're really going to have to bear with it. Okay? You're really going to have to bear with it. A man is selling his daughter for a pound to draw attention to the Say Yes to Buller's school campaign in Chislehurst. Now, I understand that headline is almost impossible to make sense of, and I, I thought it was impossible to make sense of too when I first read it, so I will endeavour to uh, to bring clarity and light to the situation. A man is selling his teenage daughter for £1 as part of a campaign to get a new school opened in Chislehurst. Andrew Ruck, 42, of Ferndale Bromley, is part of a campaign called Say Yes to Buller's. Bullers, that's B-U-L-L-E-R-S. The campaign was set up to support the founding of a new boys-only free school in Chislehurst. You with me so far? The proposed school is called Bullers Wood School for Boys and would be a brother school to Bullers Wood School for Girls in St Nicholas Lane. So, so far, that kind of makes sense, right? There's a, there's a, a boys-only free school being set up, which is the sister school of this other girls' school. A plan to build the new boys' school on land owned by Bullerswood School for Girls was rejected by Bromley Council in January. The council rejected the plans because they did not account properly for increased traffic. A new planning application was sent in and now a decision will be made by the council on October the 4th. Which, by the way, is today. I don't know that decision. I'm really sorry because I know this, you know, you're going to be on tenterhooks now. Mr Ruck and the other campaigners say there aren't enough secondary schools in the borough and that the council should grant the school permission. So he's unhappy that they're... The planning application has been declined due to this traffic issue. And he's saying, look, we don't have enough enough boys' school. Now Mr. Ruck is advertising... So, so, so this is the leap of logic in Mr. Ruck's mind. He's now advertising the sale of his daughter. And this isn't a joke, it's there. On buying and selling website Exchange and Mart, where people typically, I believe... I thought typically people used Exchange and Mart for um, cars <laughs> and mechanical parts. But either way, to draw attention to the campaign. His reasoning for the sale... Is as follows. <clears throat> okay. Mr. Ruck's daughter is a pupil at Bullerswood School for Girls. He also has a son who's about to finish primary school. Right. So he's got a girl at Bullerswood, for, Bullerswood School for Girls. And he has a son who's about to finish primary school who he wants to go to an all-boys school. But the, but the council have refused planning permission for the school. It's easier to get a child onto a school's place list if they have a sibling there already. For this reason, Mr. Ruck's son would be able to get a place at Bullerswood School for Boys because his sister is a student of the girls' school. So the whole reason he wants this Bullerswood School for Boys to open in the first place is because it'll be easy to get his son in there because he's already got a girl at the girls' school. I really hope you're with me. But if the school does not get planning permission, having a daughter at Bullerswood School for Girls will not help his son get a place at another school. So... Mr. Ruck's answer to this, when he was sitting at home agonising over this, presumably discussed it with his wife or partner, 
wants to sell his daughter, on exchange and mark, to another family who have a girl. That way the girl could get a school place as the sibling of his daughter. I'm now confused. <laughs> so he wants another family in the area to buy his daughter and that way she'll be the sibling of another girl. That way the girl could get a school place as a sibling of his daughter. I still don't understand why he's selling his daughter. What's this got to do with the son? Because <laughs> then he says he'll also consider selling his son if somebody can give him a school place. Oh my god. The advert reads Okay, let's just get let's get to the uh, let's get to the meat and gravy of this story. The advert reads Unused Bullerswood Girls School sibling for sale. No longer of use to present owners due to shortage of any other female siblings in family and absence of boys' school equivalent. Going free to a good home can deliver lo- well no, she's not going free, she's a pound. Can deliver locally on foot, comes complete with oh my god. I just know, I have an image right now of Rob pissing himself. Comes complete with school uniform, school bag, power lead and mobile phone. Oh, God. Why would you do this? Why would you do this, man? This man, I'm sorry, he may have been a joke, but this man is either very socially demented or just a complete buffoon because he should be arrested for this. Uh, So let's read this again. Going free to a good home, which is a lie, she's a pound, can deliver locally on foot, comes complete with school uniform, school bag, powerly the mobile phone. Oh my God. Well trained and reliable. No returns accepted. Prepared to consider job lot sale along with her brother. If you can find a secondary school place for him too, he comes fully boxed with football kit and primary school education. Mr Ruck... Is that your name? Mr. Ruck, I don't know how many sex offenders peruse Exchange and Mart, but this is just not a sensible idea. I think legally, if you place this kind of... Aren't you, aren't you sort of legally obliged? Let's say somebody from, I don't know, Singapore buys these children. What then? Uh, what if anybody buys them? What then? The two are un... Oh, God. Sorry, I haven't actually read all of this story. The two are unmarked and good as new, except for the occasional tendency to want to tear strips off one another. Again, that's just not a good choice of language. Hence, no return policy. Viewings, view, view, uh, viewings can be arranged for interested buyers subject to your postcode, cap, borough council status. Croydon buyers will be given first dibs as Bromley Borough is known to be an unwelcoming location as a suitable habitat. Mr. Ruck's daughter wasn't 100% keen when she heard about the advert. No. No, I can imagine she wasn't. Um... She probably thought, what have I done to deserve um, such a crass, stupid, um, morally moribund father, potentially. Um, He said, I had to explain the advert to her in case anybody at school approached her and asked her if it was serious. Right, so you've also opened your daughter up to being... This is going to scar her for life, Mr. Ruck. She'll be bullied about this. Let me tell you that now. She was taking it in the spirit of things. She wasn't totally enamoured. She thought it was a bit below the belt and had to explain to her the motivation for doing it. Rather than explaining the motivation for her for doing it, Mr Ruck, why don't you just think, OK, I've made the joke now. I won't place the advert on Exchange and Mart. I don't know what's worth if he if he put it on Gumtree. I, re- I just really don't. So far, nobody's made an offer on Mr Ruck's daughter, which, to me, that to me is a... Um, 
It gives me faith in humanity again, actually. There has been a deathly silence, Mr. Ruck said. Perhaps we've got the price wrong. She's on for a pound, which is the lowest I can put up. Mr. Ruck's wife is less concerned. He said my wife is totally supportive. She thinks it's a brilliant idea. Mr. Ruck's wife? Leave. Call the authorities and leave. And take the kids with you. Um... I mean, I, I take that. Do I take it back? Uh, am I in potentially dodgy territory? I don't have Rob here to remind me. I take it back, just to be on the safe side. Um, I, that was all said in good jest. Mr. Ruck, you're a thoroughly responsible, um, wonderful father. Um, yeah. Um, comments. Fed up 1982 says, I know he claims to be doing this as a joke or to raise awareness, but this is totally irresponsible. What an idiot. I uh, agree with that. Uh, Londoner says, is it Londoner? Londoner 290 says, I thought it was quite funny. Um, the Wall says, it's a, just a joke to raise awareness, which it has done. Nobody has been sold. I think you need to get over yourself and stop taking things so seriously. The Wall, I, I expected better. Fed up 1982 says, actually, is irresponsible. On an open selling website, putting your daughter up for sale, telling everyone where she goes to school. Good point. There's a lot of dodgy people out there and he's putting his daughter in danger by advertising like that. I doubt social services will find it funny either. The wall says, lol, you must go through a lot of tinfoil and cotton wool. The wall, do you have a daughter or a son? I don't know. Mumcab says, this isn't the slightest bit funny and yes, I do have a sense of humour normally. Username wanted was taken. Brilliant. Love good usernames. Username I wanted was taken. Silly man, nothing funny about advertising your daughter's sale under any circumstances. His daughter must be so embarrassed. And Golden Broomboy reminds us it is illegal. This reminds me of a company in Maidstone who had the idea of sending fake court summonses through the post as a form of marketing. It was when the recipient read halfway down the fake document and read the line possible fines, including buying a round of drinks at a local pub, that the joke was exposed. The Law Society did not find it very amusing, nor did the Maidstone Group Courts Administrator. Killjoy. Bromley has a football club, says he got carried away with the situation and made a funny joke that's actually a bit stupid. Um, I said this, says I don't see the point he's making here. Can he not get his son into another school in the borough? Does he think that the borough should override the needs of people who live local to where the school is to be built purely so he will not be slightly inconvenienced when dropping his kids off in the morning? Very good point. I am going to bet, I would bet any money that Mr Ruck is a Conservative voter. Uh, or UKIP. Bexley Jojo said, if he was that bothered about schooling for the sibling, would it not have been easier to choose a mixed secondary such as Cooper's for his daughter? I don't see what all the fuss is about. I went to Buller's. Obviously, my brother did not. Although back in the day, we got to school by walking or using public transport. Thank you for that uh, additional extraneous irrelevant information. OK, I am back. I have to say that I am... I know if Rob had been here, he would have loved that story. That that story is, uh, I, I believe, an all-time classic. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely incredible. But we end with one that I don't know why, when I read this, there was something about it which made me, made me almost cry with laughter. I, I still don't fully know why. 22nd of September by Megan White, um, news shopper. Nee Lee and Zixiong Lee bought foreign lobsters from Greenwich and released them into the sea as part of a ritual. Now they must pay nearly £30,000. Uh, a pair of Buddhists... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. A pair of Buddhists felt the... Uh, a pair of Buddhists felt the full force of the claw... Yeah, get it. After they were fined almost £30,000 for releasing foreign lobsters brought into Greenwich... Brought into Greenwich into the sea. Ni Lee and... 
Zixiong Li, and really apologise for my pronunciation, were among a hundred Buddhists, one hundred of them, who released the crustaceans into the channel as part of a religious ceremony, despite them being an invasive species. They spent more than £5,500 on six hundred on sorry on three hundred and sixty one live American lobsters and thirty five Dungeness crabs, which they released from three boats chartered off Brighton Marina. The party who was celebrating the visit of Taiwanese Buddhist master Hai Tao undertook the ritual of Fang Sheng or life release, which is meant to save the lives of animals destined for slaughter. So let's rewind there. The Taiwanese Buddhist master Hai Tao is coming to your area probably doing a book signing, something like that. And there's a ritual called Fang Sheng, which translates as life release, which is a ritual where you save the lives of animals destined for slaughter. So I guess it would be the equivalent to breaking into an abattoir and releasing a load of cows. Um, Craig, watch out. Um, and so they... So, so you're with me so far. Now, this group of Buddhists even made a hundred-mile round trip to London after fishmongers in the area ran out of shellfish. So they bought so much that all the fishmongers in Brighton ran out, so they had to go to London to get more of these poor creatures. But the ceremony on June the 15th, 2015, wreaked havoc <laughs> on local marine life, forcing the Marine Management Organisation to offer local fishermen £20 each for each alien lobster they caught. I love that, an alien lobster. Yeah, UKIP should have been down. We don't want these lobsters in our waters. Um, Zixong Lee 30 from Hendon organised the party and oversaw the release. This man is a cretin. Ni Lee 33 from Rotherhide, from Rotherhide purchased the shellfish from Brighton and New Haven fish sales and Siwoo in Greenwich. The pair, pleaded grilled, the pair pleaded guilty to a breach of the Wildlife and Countryside Act 1981 at Brighton's Magistrate Court on Wednesday. Sorry, I should have said. I said Zixong Lee was a, a cretin and Ni Lee, you are uh, uh, equally cretinous. Neely was fined £3,500 in order to pay £9,000 in compensation, costs of £3,000 and a victim surcharge of £170. So that is, ah, oh God, that is, that is £15,500, £15,670. 15, £15, and Zeoxon Lee was fined £500 in order to pay £9,000 in compensation, costs of £3,000 and a victim surcharge of £50. Can't be bothered to add that one up. Why was Zeoxon Lee asked to pay less than Neely? I don't know why that is. So Neely must have been the mastermind, if you can know. That, that's an inappropriate term. The master buffoon. The compensation was awarded to the MMO to pay for the action to recover the non-native species. Uh, so basically, somebody had to go into the water and collect all these. <laughs> and somebody had a lot of lobster to eat that evening. I mean, it would have been delicious. Commenting on the prosecution, a spokesman for MMO, I can't remember what that stands for, said the size of the fines in this case recognises a significant risk to the marine environment posed by offences of this nature. The MMO would like to thank both the local fishing industry for their significant assistance in the recovery of the animals from our seas and the Buddhist community for their help in communicating and educating people on the risks posed by the release of non-native species into our waters. That is the end of the story. I do not know what happened to Master High Tao in all of this. Um, I don't know if he was disappointed and just went home. Comments, Citizen Smith says, fucking loonies. I'm not talking about the Buddhists. Um, okay. Who are you talking about? Sorry, I'm confused. Lewis234 says, morons, which I assume is in relation to the Buddhists. 
Not all of them, just these two. Rojo174 said they should they should not have been punished so harshly. Jippo Joe says, yes, putting those poor creatures into the channel is cruel. People piss and poop in there. And the wall says, Rojo174, why? What they did is highly dangerous to native ecosystems. So uh, there you go. Uh, just, to, just to be clear there on the inconsistency of these commenters, the wall didn't find anything odd about a man putting his daughter for, up for sale on exchange and mark for a pound. That was fine, but this was wrong. I don't know if the two have equal weight, um, but uh, the wall, you need you, you need to be consistent. You, you really do. And uh, that, my friends, brings us to the end of episode 222. I did say it was going to be a mini episode. I mean, look, it's harder for me to pad and fill without Rob here and uh, obviously his laughter taking up time, his inane ramblings, his, uh, his um, you know, th- those things taking up time is, is difficult. Um... So it's a mini episode and I will release another one. It may or may not be before or after Rob's wedding. And I know everybody out there will not only be wishing Rob well through this really difficult time for him and just, I really hope this podcast cheers you up, mate. But the other thing is that we're all going to really wish Rob a really great wedding. And because it's weird to think that when I do next record with Rob, and I don't know when that will be, he will be a husband. And, uh, you know, that's sad because I think I think part of me had always been, you know, waiting anticipating I knew it was always a fantasy I think I suspected it would never always you know never happen but you know just for Rob to ask me the question show me his ring the ring a ring sorry and uh, you know that me and Rob would maybe you know set up house together and every day would be like the podcast utterly and completely tedious um, anyway, so that brings this episode of Local Anesthetic to a close. Uh, we move, look forward with a mixture of eager anticipation, yet trepidation, to our next episode, which will be episode 223, 223, and, I, and we move ever more forward like a man, uh, well, like a pair of Buddhists <laughs> releasing, what was it, 361 lobsters into the sea in a life-release ceremony to, to welcome their Buddhist master only to be fined shitloads of money and somebody to have to go and collect them all back again. Just like that, we move ever more forward to our next episode, which, as I said, will be episode 223. We can be found on our website, lapodcast.net. From there, you can download all of our previous episodes for free. And there is a donate button in the top corner of the right-hand corner of that website. I hope it's still there, where you can donate to the worthy cause that is this podcast. Um... We can be found on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash LA podcast. We're on Twitter at, at LA podcast. Might be a bit quiet for a bit. I'm sure you understand why. And of course, if you go onto iTunes and search for LA podcast, we are there. Uh, or local news, I believe, or Alex and Rob. Um, on YouTube, put in lapodcast.net. You'll see our logo come up for our channel. Click it. There are about five or six different videos there that I put together of, of really good stories. And I notice our Alan Alan Partridge being... Uh, Richard Madeley being compared to Alan Partridge um, video has had, I think, something like 4,000 views. So that's amazing. But just subscribe, spread the word. And please, if you haven't already, I ask you this now. Again, it would really help us a lot, immeasurably so, if you could leave us a review on the podcast app on your iDevice, if that's what you're using. Uh, please just leave us a review. It takes, I don't know, maybe two minutes. It really helps raise our profile and it's really important that you subscribe as well. It will really help us. Uh, but I've said all this before, so people who haven't done it, you know, I don't hold out any hope that you will, but maybe you'll surprise me. Uh, it'd be lovely to read a new review on there again if you are enjoying it. Um, I will be with you soon. Um, take care, everybody, and God bless. Oh, yeah, and uh, what's it Rob always says? Oh, yeah, and keep it local. Oh.